Welcome to the Daily Devotional with Derek Nider. Thanks for joining us as he walks us through the pages of Scripture with a daily word of insight and encouragement. Hey, great to be with you today. We are in Daniel chapter 2. If you have your Bibles, turn to Daniel chapter 2. Like I've said before, very excited to be in this book with you. God has really been speaking to me personally, and I know he's going to speak to you too. Um, It never ceases to amaze me that God speaks to us. And when he does, like when you're in the scripture and and he's revealing himself to you, you know, there's just such an overwhelming sense of gratitude, you know, and it never gets old. In fact, you know, I've walked with God for over three decades, and I can tell you, like, it's just as sweet now as it was on the very first day. And and I understand what Psalm 119 is is really declaring when it's when the psalmist is unpacking the beauty of God's word. Um, and for the psalmist, for Ezekiel, for John, it was like honey. It was like honey to his lips. Just so good and so sweet. I was sharing with the congregation recently that uh, we need to learn or to relearn to love God's word because God's word is his revelation of himself to us. And so so we're in chapter two today, verse one. The Bible says, in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. His spirit was troubled and his sleep left him. You know, um, this is amazing. This is amazing, and I'm going to tell you why it's amazing, because God not only speaks to his children, but God speaks to the lost. God speaks to the wicked. God reveals himself. You know, think about this. As this story unfolds, there's a dream that's given. We're going to see, I don't want to give it away if you haven't read the story yet, but there's a dream that's given. He goes to all of his um, astrologers and magicians and um, wise men, his counsel. And he's like, I want you to interpret my dream, um, but I'm not going to tell you what I dreamt. You have to tell me what I dreamt and what it meant. And they're like, dude, no one has ever asked the wise men to do something like this. And and um, and then lo and behold, of course, we discover that um, as everyone's life is in jeopardy, because I told you he's not a nice guy, he's like, I'm going to kill all of you and your families. So I'm going to make you a, a, a pile of ashes, a burning heap. Daniel's pleading and praying, and and God gives it to him. God gives it. God gives the dream and the interpretation. And God wanted to do that not just to bolster Daniel and establish his position as God's man in the court of the king, but God's after this wicked guy. Like God is actually, you're going to see one of the great themes of this book, the book of Daniel, is the redemption, the rescue, um, the deliverance of Nebuchadnezzar from himself. It's, it's not an easy journey. It's tough. It's ugly, right? It's ugly because, you know, he was a very self-centered, egotistical individual. But nevertheless, like God's after this guy. God is after him. You know, God can do so many things at once. He got God dealing with a wayward nation, and so he sends them into exile for 70 years, you know, to wake them up by the, by, by the riverside as they're pouring their hearts out in, in tears and reflecting on their waywardness and how they miss their homeland and the place where they worship God. God's doing that. 
God is raising up four young Hebrew uh, boys who are going to be leaders in the Babylonian government. They're going to have influence. They're going to have influence for decades to come. One of them is going to be a, a premier, a prime minister for multiple nations. God can do that while he's doing the other thing. And then God's reaching, you know, the most powerful person on the face of the earth at the time, who is unbelievably wicked and anti-God, who just thought that he whooped up on this Yahweh, defeated him by the strength of his own gods, and then as a sign of the, the superiority of his own gods, he takes all of these instruments that were used for worshiping the God Yahweh in the temple in Jerusalem, and he puts them in his own temple as a symbol to his other gods that they're greater than this God that was in Jerusalem. Like that's the mindset. And what does what is God doing? God's getting after this guy. You know? It reminds me, it reminds me that God loves everybody. God loves everybody. God wants every single human soul to come into personal relationship with him. Even those who may seem to be our arch enemies, even those who may seem to be the instrument of our own personal suffering and pain, because that's what Nebuchadnezzar was. He was the instrument of the suffering of the people of Judah. And yet in all of that, God in his mercy is revealing himself to him. This is the, this is the mindset that we're supposed to live with, you know? This is the mindset that's really difficult sometimes because we get caught up in this world of, you know, this and that and tit for tat and, and you wrong me, I'm wronging you. And, you know, pretty soon we find ourselves in a place where it's like, man, we're playing the game that we used to play. We, you know, we've, we were, we've, we, our fists are up. You know, we're not praying for the deliverance of people. We're, we're praying for God's judgment on people just because they're the instrument of our, of our difficulty. We lose sight of the heart of God in all of that. And this is just a good reminder. I don't know who is in your life right now. I mean, I know people in my life that are difficult. I'm not sure who it is in your life that, man, you just, you know, the change of heart towards the person you're struggling with starts in prayer. I was teaching a Bible study a couple of weeks ago and I missed that point. I was real, I lamented it, you know, because I built out all these other points. If you have a hard time with somebody, the place that your heart will change is on your knees before your Heavenly Father, and you're going to get His heart for them, and that's what you want to be living out. Father, thank you so much for how you bring this change into our lives, and we need you to do it left on our own. We're a mess. And so God, do it today as we bring these prayers to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day. We hope this podcast has ministered to you. If it has, we welcome you to rate it or leave a review. If you would like to stay connected with Pastor Derek Nider or find many more teachings, please visit awakenlv.org. Click visit and then choose Pastor Derek Nider. These links are also in this episode's description. Until next time, God bless you.